Welcome back to the Pinstripe Podcast. Scotty, what's up? Not a ton. Yeah, Not I was going to say, we probably don't have a whole lot to uh, to say here today. Um, because it seems like every team, not even just the Yankees, every team is waiting until after the World Series to really do anything other than hire managers. Yeah. So, probably don't have a whole lot to say to you guys this week, but honestly, the way that my week at work is going, is probably is a good thing. <laughs> um... So I guess we got to jump right into the World Series, right? I don't even, I can't even think of any Yankee news this week. Oh, uh, we have two Gold Glovers. Oh, correct. I am an idiot. So yeah, so who Jose are they? Trevino. Jose Trevino as a catcher very much makes sense. I mean, the whole year everybody was talking about how he's one of the best framing catchers, you know, things like that. Um, so he did a great job defensively, and then DJ Lemayhew as a utility. So his abilities at Primarily first and third is kind of what it seemed like um, they focused on. Uh, and, and I mean, for the time that he was healthy, he did a great job both positions. And I mean, I feel like he was a staple a staple uh, utility player. To go along with that, though, I do want to point out Cleveland had four. Four gold glovers. They had Andres Jimenez at second base. Stephen Kwan in left, Miles Straw in center, and Shane Bieber as a pitcher. Shane Bieber is like his fourth or something like that. Yeah. He's got his fourth. And then in the NL side, uh, Nolan Arenado got his 10th. 10th in a row. And it's been every year since he has like, been the Major League Baseball player. Which, if I'm correct, that ties each row. Yes. So they are both tied with the amount of gold gloves in a row since their rookie season. So their first gold glove was in their rookie year, and then it was 10 straight. Um, I mean, just to briefly talk about Nolan, you and I have both talked about him extensively on this show, that he is a generational third-base talent. You know, and it's, it's, it's hard to even think about comparing anybody to his ability with the glove. It's oh, yeah. crazy. Um, Yankee wise, obviously, I mean, Trevino had a insane year. Um, was Alejandro Kirk not listed, or did he? Because this is where no, I'm Alejandro confused. Kirk is just a good offensive catcher. offensive catcher. Yeah, thank you. That's where I was getting confused because I'm like Trevino literally won a Gold Glove. Why did Kirk get the start in the All Star game? Offense, correct. Um, but. I also, when I first read LeMahieu, I was surprised. But I think the reason that, I'm not surprised because of his ability. Um, I think it's because in my brain, I was like, oh, LeMahieu was hurt for a really long time. Yeah. Um, I felt the same way. I did see, did you see the Pirates tweet about Brian Hayes? No. Hold on. I sent it to my friend. It was it was quite funny. Um, So it was the... Picture the meme of Anakin Skywalker and Padme, like in the. Oh, yeah, yeah, I might have seen this. And it's Anakin goes, Gold Glove winners were announced. And Padme is like, Cabrian won, right? And then they look at Anakin yeah. and they look at her and it's like, the guy with the most defensive run saved in baseball won, right? 
You can't but beat again, Nolan though. <laughs> you can't beat Nolan. You can't. Um if he was in the AL, hundred percent because oh, Ramon or Rios for the I'm, Orioles got it. Would have beat it. But um the with Cleveland, I mean, just to circle back to Cleveland really quick, when we were talking about it in the ALDS, they're right, they won games because of defense. Yeah. Um so it makes total sense. I think it's very funny. Miles Straw, just the whole story around Miles Straw just makes me laugh as a Yankee fan. Like, not only is he hated by Yankee fans, but he also was an Astro and then was traded to Cleveland. So it's like, dude, pick a fucking struggle with Yankee <laughs> fans here. Um, but the the thing that makes, like, that's scary because that's a very young group of people to have four gold gloves in the American League. And, like, it's not... I don't think, obviously, Bieber, right? It's his fourth. Quan probably has a lot coming at him. Um, What's his face? Jimenez probably has a bunch. He started the All-Star game. Like, as an American League team who, not that we don't, aren't better than Cleveland, but tensions are tight with the way that the Divisional Series ran this year that also could have yeah. been from the yankees lack of being able to play good baseball but what i do think is, I is interesting though and i mean this is something we kind of touched on um you know you compare it you you have cleveland which which has their four this year you compare that to the nl last year where st louis had five true and they dropped to one paul goldschmidt didn't get one but he's still gonna be in the mvp voting tommy Evans just didn't have the year Nolan Arenado, of course, did have the year. Um, Tyler O'Neill, um, I don't even know really know what he did this year if he was healthy. I think he I think he was hurt for some of the year. And then Harrison Bader, of course, being hurt most of the year. Um, so I mean, I just think it's 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 really interesting to see that that's really what jumped out to me when I saw Nolan got his tenth. Mm-hmm. There was no other St. Louis player on the list, especially for a team that last year was so dominant defensively. Yeah. Very true, very true. Um, Aaron Boone does talk this afternoon, Thursday afternoon, on WFAN for the first time since the end of the Yankee season. Um, I can't imagine we're going to get anything too dramatic on there. People are wondering. There's obviously gossip and theory that oh, Cashman's out this year. Oh, Boone's going to be out this year. Obviously, we have absolutely no actual merit to that um although i do think some people are making very good points that these teams that are winning and constantly competing are teams with fresher front offices um and not guys that were you know hired two decades ago three decades ago but obviously that is just all post postseason frustration um, yeah. and we'll see if anything changes, you know, I know that we're not always the biggest components of Boone, but he has led the team to a lot of wins as a new manager, as much as I hate him sometimes, I do have to sometimes be objective and recognize that he, he has crossed a lot of milestones that if he was as quote bad of a manager as I thought he was, he probably wouldn't cross 
Yeah. Look at that. That's growth, Scotty. That's growth. <laughs> it's personal growth. <laughs> Do you? I don't even want to talk about Aaron Judge just because there's like seven bajillion like false stories and, you know, him saying that he loves San Francisco and he also loves Los Angeles and he blah, 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 blah. And Cohen's going to give him a seven bajillion dollars. I, until I legitimately see him, one, one, until he signs a contract or I see a legitimate source and not just someone being like from quote unquote my rumored sources. Your rumored sources is Billy down the street. Yeah. And he's not trustworthy. Yeah. Um, so I, unless you want to, I don't even want to get into the Aaron Judge discussion until I'm starting to get really, really nervous because the Yankees are taking their sweet time doing it. I do. I just want to touch on free agents in general. And this is primarily because I have the post ready. Um, I want to use the post. Um, but like I, I set, I set this post up and like, I looked into the free agency with a very, very open mind of, I have no idea what we're going to do. No. I don't know if we keep Judge. We don't keep Judge. We trade Glaber. We don't keep IKF. There's this, that, that. There's so many things that could happen. And so I just put out a small list of people that I think we could go for as big number ones. So, of course, you have your big shortstop out there, Trey Turner. And it's it's a mix of that. It's a mix of that and people that I think the Yankees would actually go for. So yeah. Carlos Correa is a free agent and no. Dansby Swanson's a free agent, oh! but I don't see either of them coming to the Yankees. I don't think Dansby can shave. Um, <laughs> can, what I'm getting nervous about with Dansby is that Atlanta has offered everybody but him a contract. Yeah. And Dansby, since Freddie left, Dansby is their like longest tenured player. Yeah. And as much as I would love Dansby and pinstripes, because that'd be, he should be a brave. But apparently with the Braves, when people say they should be them, they do the opposite. Yeah. But continue. Sorry. Um, but anyways, I looked at. Yeah. Uh, I looked at Trey Turner and Adam Frazier uh, as probably two infielders that we could possibly go for. Uh, I think Adam Frazier didn't have a great year in, in uh, Seattle this past year, but being a part of Seattle was actually still, he's still pretty good. Um, and he's somebody that can move around the infield. Um, so I, I think he's, of course, a cheaper option as opposed to Trey. Um, I want to then to the outfield. I think if we don't get Judge. It's the number one name, I think, of all outfielders right now. Yeah, Brandon Nimmo. Yep. And I mean, there's reports of Colorado talking to him, but whatever happens, I think Brandon Nimmo it would be a sick to have. Like that's that's a good replacement for an outfield of Benintendi, Bader, Nimmo, or. We don't get Benny. We get Nimmo, Bader, Joe. I don't know. What I was going to say, the, my only concern with Nimmo is not even a Yankee concern. It's that he's coming from Steve Cohen's team. And he's all like, I'm going to give everybody a bajillion million dollars all the time. And I feel like, and this just might be like my psychological analysis of Mr. Cohen, is that he wants what everybody else wants. And he will give as much money to give it, to get it. Yeah. So I feel like since everybody is talking about Nimmo being this hot free agent, he's going to be like, yeah, well, you know what? I'm going to offer him $650 million. And it's like, nobody thought that he was worth that amount of money, sir. Yeah. Um, and then I also have Mitch Haneker. Similar situation to Adam Frazier. 
very solid outfielder, but you know, not not one of those top ones. Um, and I feel like he can he can he, he'd be kind of a late acquisition if we won if we went for him. Yeah. Um, and then two people, one infielder, one outfielder that I have on the list that are free agents that I don't think we're in it. We could go for we should go like we shouldn't go for it all. Um, infielder D.D. Gregorius, of course, he's a free agent. Uh, <laughs> Listen, D.D. had his best offensive years as a Yankee. He did. He also had a very rough year last year. Because he wasn't a Yankee. Um, he also got uh, beat out by a 22-year-old. Yeah. It is what it is. Um, but the outfielder that I have that is out there is a lefty. Could help us out, but I do not at all see Greg Bird! I'm kidding. Is Jock Peterson. I don't see his personality fitting in New York at all. But is, No, no, here's here's the thing. His personality fits in New York. His personality does not fit in the Yankees. As That's in the really, Yankees, yeah. The Yankees would be like, too much, too much, too much, too much. That's really what I meant by it, yeah. I think that he would have a lot of fun here, and I think that the fans would really like him, but I think that the Yankees would be like, too much, too much, too much, too much. Yeah. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Um, And then uh, I do want to go into pitching a little bit. I only have one pitcher, uh, one starting pitcher, and then two relievers. Um, for the exact well, we reason need a closer, like, so I look, yeah, but like for the exact reason that I looked, I looked at our, our roster, and you know, we talked about it during the playoffs. You know, we have Cole Cortez Sevi. That's a that's a one, two, three that you're like, we really don't need a pricey person in free agent to go and, and add another ace or something like that. So I just looked at Sean Manea. Mm-hmm. He had a pretty good year in um, San Diego. I think he got hurt near the end of the year, um, but he did make a, a relief appearance in the playoffs for them. Uh, and I think he's kind of a, a good just middle number there. Like, let's say we can't get Tyone, we can go for him. Um, and then the two bullpens is Seth Lugo. Is he? Sorry, Mets. sorry, sorry, sorry. On Manea, right-handed or left-handed? For sure he's right-handed. Okay. I just... Um, we have one left-handed starting pitcher. I know we do. I know we that do. Was, and that was my big gripe. Not, listen, listen, in hindsight, I love Harrison Bader. I want him to be a Yankee forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And ever. The price of it being Jordan Montgomery. I don't know. He's a lefty. <laughs> he bats ready. <laughs> Dang. Good thing. Sorry, I'm confused. You know, I see him batting all the That's time. That's literally not relevant. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, but, but yeah, that, then that even makes it better. He's a lefty arm. He probably wouldn't cost a ton, ton because of how he played the last year. Um, and I think that would be a good addition there if we can't get Tyone, because I can imagine Tyone probably asked for a good amount. Uh, the two pitchers that I have from the bullpen, as I said, Seth Lugo from the Mets. I mean, that was one of the best bullpen arms that they had, um, and so I think he's going to be looked at by a lot of people. Uh, and I mean, it might not be easy to get him, but I feel like it's always possible. And then Taylor Rogers, um, he's a Padre. Um, brothers with Tyler Rogers, uh, but Tyler's the one that's more well known because he's the one that throws a submarine. So he's the one that throws a submarine, so everybody can think of him. But um, Taylor is actually just about equal um, skill wise. Um, and so it's not, again, not a major, major relief pitcher. Um, but I think that it's a possible option. Like I didn't put Diaz there cause I feel like Diaz is already in talks with the Mets or like, Edwin? yes, 
Okay. There's probably about five bajillion Diaz's. Well, apparently there's also a chance. There's baseball. also a chance that the brother goes to the brother that's on the Reds goes to the Mets. My and the thing with Diaz is after, like right, he had an absolutely fantastic year. We'd have to pay way too much for him. Yeah. Let Steve Cohen pay that guy over. I don't yeah. Mind. And so I mean, those are those are some of the the free agents that I say I I, I look at and I see. They can be uh, Yankees. They're in the Yankees' stupid budget that they don't need to keep. Yeah, but also they'll help the team enough. Also, there's one thing that happened. I don't. I, I didn't get the exact um, the link to it, um, but somebody put a, a story out of the top 15 or top 25 um, free agents, and they ranked them, uh, and it was the worst list I've ever read. Oh God! So he went and he put the list out, and, and the way that he graded it was based off of um, it was like longevity or price or some comparison of those two, something like that, and it was horrendous. So number one was Correa, number two was Turner, number three was Swanson, number four was Judge. So the number Swanson four above judge is a crime. The number four best free agent going into this next year is Swanson Aaron above judge. judge is a lie. Swanson's arguably in the top ten. It was Tyone at ten, Verlander at thirteen. No, Degrom at like eight. No, it was a terrible list. And they're like, I looked at it and like I showed my friend it and everything. And they're like, you know, it's it's there. Like it's the people are there in the list. It's the right. It's, it's the, in the totally wrong order. Completely the wrong order. Um. So yeah, it was it was. Um, Degrom not being in the top five is ridiculous. Correa being one is ridiculous. I will stick. Swanson being three is a lie. That's just a bold faced lie. Oh, here we go. I got I got it up now. Um, it's from the athletic Keith law put it out. I'm trying to find the list cause it's a athletic. So it's, Oh yeah. Pay for it. Yeah. Zach Eflin was ranked above Edwin Diaz and Clayton Kershaw. Was this like, it's, it's, on, like it's a, straight crack cocaine. Like, um, it, it's, it's wild. It is wild, but he was like, Oh, you know, he's younger. He's younger. He's younger. Um, Jerson Profar was on the list. It's, it's really, it's really weird. Overall, there's no real, there's no definitive way to rank the free agents, but there's definitely a wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a great way of how to, how to do it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else Yankee related? No, I don't think so. All right. Let's talk just the briefest amount on the World Series. Um, uh, before it all goes down, I want to say this, um, another cool event happened with the world series. Um, Jeremy Pena became the first Honduran player to ever play in the world series, which is, you know, cool. It's cool. Dude. That's the second, that's the second combo of, um, he also like, became specific. the first rookie shortstop to win a gold glove. Yeah. So he won CS MVP and gold glove and also not rookie of the year. <laughs> Overall, absolute crime that the Astros get to go from good Carlos Correa 
<laughs> to frightening Jeremy Pena. Yeah. And you want to know what we have? I can't fucking ask. Um, but that's that's cool because um, if you remember back, I think like in the middle or like near the beginning of the year, um, the Miami Marlins played against the Pirates. I'm pretty sure and Jazz Chisholm I don't remember who was on the other team, um, but they were the first um, Bahama Bahama born players yeah, to play against to each other. That. Yeah, I don't know the correct way. Bahamian, but players born in the Bahamas to play <laughs> against each other. Um, it was just cool to see two of them in the same year, and and especially when you expand that to how long baseball's been around. I always think it's it's, it's cool. It's like it's cool. It's cool. So we are as of Thursday morning. We are currently sitting at a two-two tie. Mm-hmm. Um, Lance McCullers Jr. got his shit rocked. Most home runs given up Five in the World home Series, runs, including the one thousandth home run. In World Series history, hit by Alex Alec Bohm. Um Bryce Harper became the first person to hit a home run in every round of the playoffs. He's also swinging like a four oh one. Yeah, well, okay, you could also put it this way: of uh, he was the first person to to go and hit a home run in all the rounds of the playoff. It's only been ten years. There's only been ten years since the wild card's been created. Er- are you trying to minimize how impressive Bryce postseason? Yeah, but, but I'm saying I I saw something and it was like yeah, but you take the wild card out and I think he's number four or something like that. I, oh, I because David that's Ortiz, still so many people. David Ortiz did it twice. David Ortiz was on drugs. <laughs> um, but I just I like to hurt. Um, and just continue to think about how great Bryce Harper is doing in this postseason. He is. And how he has repeatedly in the past begged to be a Yankee. <laughs> and that's cool. That's so great. But yeah. Let's send him to Philly. But like just other than that, the way that Harper has really just and I, I think I've said this before, put Philly on his back, right? After his home run in game three. He talked to Alec Bohm before his at-bat, and on the first pitch, Alec Bohm hit a home run. People think that McCullers was tipping his pitches. He was. And he was. <laughs> he was just, like, not kicking his leg anywhere near as high for his fastball. Um, but... What I, I do I, find interesting... Sorry to interrupt you. No, go ahead. Is how little people know about baseball. I saw something. I saw a tweet, and it was like, you know, it's crazy to see how quickly uh, all these Astros haters will go and talk about these tipping pitches and how they're cheating. You're like, tipping, tipping pitches, pitches is, is not cheating. Not cheating. I, it, it's not at your job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's not tipping pitches. It's it's just him sucking. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like he's he's voluntarily telling them what pitch is being thrown. Like, that's not cheating. <laughs> Hitting a trash can and buzzing is, in fact, cheating. Um, I saw... A tweet. I think I sent it to you. I either sent it to you or I sent it to my friend. But it's like the um, Astros' punishment for their cheating scandal is getting to the World Series and then getting beat by a less than a hundred win NL East team that just rallied at the end. <laughs> um, but after absolutely demolishing Lance McCullers, Christian Javier said, "Hey, remember me, motherfuckers." And the Astros no hit the Phillies 
Wednesday night for only the second no-hitter in World Series history. The first one was a perfect game, but... Third, third I thought. I thought was Holiday it the third? It. I think it, it wasn't. It was either Holiday or Oswald did it. One of the Roys that were on Philly did it. <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> but, I mean, one that really just shows, like, the dichotomy of baseball so perfectly in that, like, the night before... You guys are just rocking, and then it's like, surprise, motherfucker. Um, so it's turning into a very, 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 very. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, you're right. It's yeah, only one right. World Series. Roy Halladay did one in the NLDS in 2010. Yeah. MLB on Fox posted no hitters in postseason history, not World Series history. Stupid fucking idiots. Yeah, fuck those guys. Um, as much as I'm not watching because I don't want to, I don't feel like I need to reason why I'm not watching the World Series. Um, it has been very interesting to follow, like, and see, like, when Harper hit his home run and then Bohm hit his home run, they were both measured by, like, as if they were earthquakes. Like, they were, like, seismic yeah disruptions which in is the, the most philly thing i've seen uh, it's quite funny, quite funny i i said though um to my teacher yesterday i was like i feel like philly and houston are probably the two places in the mlb that the postseason home field advantage matters yes it's philly because they're all crackhead psychotics and will burn that place to the ground yes um if they win never mind if they lose um, but in the same time, Houston, Houston's just the way the stadium set up, the way they're used to the playoffs is just a whole different environment. So I feel like this is actually one place where it truly matters home field and the way home field advantage. Um, and I, I feel like it would, it would have points. More, like in, in more of a way than just like, oh, the people are cheering for me here. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. sure. That's the Philly advantage, but like, like the Phillies, the Philly Phillies broke a they broke a level. window on a they broke a window on an Astros bus. Yeah, like, like, like they're they're crazy. <laughs> they're greasing up fucking. The they got to grease pole. up the poles and it never stops them. Um. So now we go back to Houston. Nope. Now we have one more game in Philly. We have one more. It's Verlander versus um, Syndergaard tonight. Oh in- right, because this was supposed to be the. Syndergaard was supposed to play on the game the day that it got rained out. Yep. And then it got pushed to game five. Um, and so now one, it's going to be a real interesting night because Verlander has been ass. Ass in the World Series. And Syndergaard has been ass all year. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, I do just one last thing on the McCullers thing. I thought that that was a very interesting, like, putting McCullers in for the first game in Philly when he's not your number three, like, I just thought it was an interesting rotation choice by the Astros. Um, because in my brain, and obviously this didn't because they know hit Philly and Philly anyway, but going into an environment like Philadelphia, you need to get game one or game two is going to suck. Clearly the Astros did not subscribe to that, <laughs> but I felt like, the momentum is just so far in Philly's direction. Why would you not give yourself like every opportunity yeah. to succeed? Yeah. But again, like I said, it obviously didn't matter because they just 
rocked some socks the next day. So, who? Here's the thing. I'm gonna ask this question, and I don't know who my answer would be for the Astros. Except maybe I do. Right this second. Right this second. Who are you naming your World Series MVP on both teams? Right this second, I'd probably go. And gotta go, gotta go, Harper. Yeah, I agree. I think because not only what he's been doing in the World Series in the playoffs, but also just being the team leader. Exactly. Um, and then for the Astros, um, I mean, I you could say you can't really say Javier, um, just because he it was a combined no hitter. First of all, mm-hmm. so it was he only pitched whatever seven innings, six innings. They used Six. three pitchers um, past him. So I, I think you can't go Javier. You could always go Pena, but I doubt they would. I'm just saying. But like it's just, it's the same idea as Bryce Harper. You're going to get the CS and the World Series MVP. That's actually unlikely. I think that happens. Um, I don't mind. Um, but I, I mean, I feel like I, I feel the same way. It is is There's not a clear person i feel in the astros because i feel like everybody's stepping up in their own ways at different times i think alex bregman hey, very, that's very as possible. much as much as i hate alex bregman his i can tell you it's not it's not altuve it's not altuve and i know that it's not a reflection of like the entire postseason but bregman's consistency through the regular season through the playoffs through delivering with runners on base is is I think a very very key part of the Astros, and I think that has been a very key part of the Astros for a while. And everybody thought that it was Carlos Correa because he was the one that would talk and be loud and whatever. But I really do think that, as much as I hate Alex Bregman, his like silent, except for when being asked about cheating, silent like stable presence on the field is what has really brought the Astros a lot of success and his ability to just be so compact and consistent in the box has been huge. So my vote would go to Alex Bregman. I think that's not against against all natural reactions in my body. (laughs) But I I, I also I also know that I, I can fully admit that I haven't been watching the game so I haven't seen like Bah, 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 bah. like what's been going on but i agree i the likelihood that they would give it to jeremy pena a rookie who also won this like it's just, it just feels like it's too much against what baseball normally does and i don't want to say that baseball is predictive and avoids like breaking these barriers but i i do think that they'd be like this this is a lot this is a lot unless he hits like god forbid like tonight he hits like or I don't know if he has any home runs in the World Series. I'd assume he does because I think they scored all their runs on home runs last night, but I'm not sure. Um, unless he goes and he hits like three home runs, like what's his face did last year. I don't I don't see him getting it, but we'll see. Um I'm trying to find um his numbers. Um because Bregman really actually hasn't been doing that well. In the, uh, in the last Series? seven days he's batting one ninety. Alex, what the hell? I just said all these nice things about you and you shit the bed. Um but you know, then again, I feel like you can look at that in a lot of in a lot of breakdowns. There, last seven days, oh god, last seven days, Pena's at a three eighty nine. Oh, <laughs> well, maybe maybe we will be seeing seven that. for that eight. This all depends. This all depends on the Astros winning the World Series. Like I, I do feel like the Astros have a little bit more. I don't want to say discussion, but like 
options. Like what? With the Phillies, it's Bryce Harper or who's next? Real Muto? Maybe Schwarber? Probably Schwarber. Probably Schwarber. Um, but no, I feel yeah, I feel like I feel like Harper really has just been, been stepping up for them. And it has been the leader that they pay. <laughs> Sometimes you just gotta pay them. You gotta pay them again, they'll do it. Make that crazy. But I don't know. We'll see. By this time next week, we will officially be out of baseball. Yeah. Unless it rains, which I don't think it will. Uh, which is crazy. Enough. But that it, leads in like, like there's literally there's there's one day. It can rain today. And that's it? There's a they can cover it. They can cover Houston. Oh fuck, yeah, they can. There's a whole reason why we lost an Aaron Judge home run. Right, because the roof was open. Oh my god, how dare they? Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, so next week, God, Scotty and I will have to come up with what we're doing next week. Oh, yeah. God. But please follow us on Instagram. All right, Scotty, you got nothing else to say? No. Before I, before I cut I you off. Uh, give us a follow on Instagram at pinstripe.podcast. Scotty is over there crushing it daily. Um, and then share this show. With whoever you think would like it, that'd be really cool. Um, for Scotty, I'm Lexi, and this has been the Pinstripe Podcast. Bye.